Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to Loose Units, Loose Ends, the weekly spin-off podcast of Loose Units. I'm Paul Verhoeven and my ex-cop dad, John Verhoeven, is over in Sydney and is currently recovering from COVID. But dad... I have something I want to run by you. There have been several instances over the tenure of Loose Units where you have inspired people to do things. Do you think that's a fair appraisal? I think it's very fair, Paul. I think in terms of fairness, you are a very fair person at dishing out the fairness. Well, on the Facebook page, someone called Talia said, John, 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 what have you inspired me to do? And they have applied for the West Australian Police Force. And I noticed that because you don't... um, you don't have a Facebook account, which I think is very wise in this day and age, and we'll get to why that's wise very shortly. Mm. But uh, Mum has a Facebook account, and you've signed in using I her have. account, and yep. you've left Talia a message. I'll read it right now. Here we go. Yeah, thank you. Hi, Talia. It's John here, the real John, not a pretend one. Congratulations on your potential life-changing endeavor. Keep me in the loop. Regards, John F. Verhoeven, the original loose unit. Oh, wow. That's, I'm glad you picked that up, Paul, because I thought it would vanish into obscurity. Your comment? No, it's lovely. That's but nice. How do you feel about the fact that you are, once again, because Aldi joined a while ago and graduated, with... Um, the guy with a, a, a German chain of shops named after him? Yeah. Yeah. I bet you if he goes back far enough, mm-hmm. he could find out that he's actually entitled to a small gratuity. A very small gratuity. Mm. Yeah, but like an off-brand gratuity. Like they could sell plastic police hats. I'd be curious as to how they get their stock. They'd probably go to some factory in China. No, sometimes it seems like they have the most arbitrary selection of things. I think at one point I was looking at a chainsaw, a small one, a Mm. chainsaw and a record player. Mm -hmm. And I'm in a supermarket. What's going on? Um, Chainsaws are handy, Paul. I'm not saying they're not, but I'm saying they don't belong in supermarkets. No, but very, very good for dismembering bodies. So you could ostensibly buy one at Aldi. Yep. No one would look twice, would they? But if you're a serial killer, you go to Aldi, you get your chainsaw. And your cereal. <laughs> you get a record player as well, play some classical music. You know how serial killers like to play kind of creepy classical music mm, in the background. I've, I've never been with a serial killer dismembering a body with an Aldi chainsaw. Now, I mentioned uh, that you didn't have a Facebook page. Correct. And I said that's a good thing. Mm. Partly because I think technology has a little bit of a weird grip. I'm not... Look, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I... I you absolutely know that about us listeners. We are not. We, we do not sit in that, in that weird no. space. 
But, Dad, you brought to my attention something that you found a little concerning, a bit of an emerging trend, and I do have something to say about this once you've kind of filled us in. Now, it's about facial recognition, is that correct? That's right, Paul. Um, I didn't know... I mean, I know about facial recognition. So, weirdly... Yeah. And get ready for this, listeners, and you too, Paul, because you are, by default, a listener as well as a contributor, as am I. And then I listen to you, you listen to me. Okay. Um, Paul? Yeah. Last week yeah. in China, mm-hmm. you know how they're big on facial recognition over there? Uh, yeah. Okay. I would like to say this from the outset, and I'm imagining myself on a small wooden crate in Hyde Park, and for those people that... And that's Hyde Park in Sydney, not London. Although in London, they probably possibly do the same. Well, you know that that expression, soapbox, Paul? Yes. Like, get off your soapbox. Yes. Or get on your soapbox. Can you get on your soapbox, please? Oh, okay. Hang on a sec. (laughs) I don't have a soapbox with me. Right. Um, Like an antique chest or something. Yeah. And and, And you talk about things that mean a lot to you, generally in parks... And there are still places you can go to in Sydney. And some of the most famous politicians in our political history cut their teeth, so to speak, on soapboxes. They weren't necessarily soapboxes. They could have been fruit boxes, or but they were wooden boxes, strong enough to hold a, a normal person's weight. And if you're a very large person, you may, may have had to spread the weight... On, on two boxes. What the f*** are you talking about? I'm just creating the, the, the vibe here. No, what you're doing is you're assuming people don't know what a soapbox is, so you've gone into a history of the soapbox. <laughs> Paul. Oh, anyway. So, <laughs> Paul, hear me out. Yeah, I'm so trying. I'm, I'm, on I'm my, really trying. Dad. I'm on my metaphorical soapbox. Yeah. And there are, because, I mean, I was in the police force and, People might sort of by default think, oh, you, you know, you're in the police force, so you, you know, you don't care about civil liberty. You're but pro-surveillance state and blah, blah, blah. I, I, I have a very, very strong set of feelings about it. Mm-hmm. And I know that during some of our live shows, I remember a particular moment where someone, I said something relatively controversial, and I'll tell you what, you could cut the air with a knife, which meant to me that the room was split in terms of people's feelings about how they feel about the state. Now, my point and my point will always be, and it will be, it has been and will be with me forever, and that is that once you give away your liberty, you're fucked. You don't get it back. Okay? So in China now, what they're doing, very cleverly, because it's basically... In fact, it's not even basically. It is a police state. You're fucked if you're in China. They know every move you make. But what they're now doing, very surreptitiously, might I add, and it really angered me when I read about it last week, not on any of our news feeds but on the BBC news, was that they are identifying, for example, Uyghur and other people, like people, there'd been some um, some civil disturbances in China, in other words, not even protests. There was nothing. But 
you know, there were people who were agitating for certain things to change in their particular area. They had them under surveillance. They used the facial recognition to then issue a red COVID alert on their phone so that when these people went into, for example, a shopping centre, they were banned from getting into the shopping centres because it came up as they were positive with COVID. But they weren't. This is from the BBC last week. But they were not... They did not have COVID. But that was what they had done, the, the authorities, to ostensibly stop them from entering basically any place they don't want them to go to. Mm. Now, that is so twisted and scary. So I was watching uh, the drum last night, and to my to my dismay, listeners, um, and it's up to you and the listeners, Paul, you and the listeners, to, to if you want to hunt down who was on the panel, because I'm not going to mention their names, but they all individually agreed that facial recognition, they didn't have a problem with it. And one of the department stores that's involved, in fact, probably two, uh, their their reasoning for facial recognition is they believe it will stop shoplifting. That is the most piss-poor, bullshit excuse I've ever heard in my life. And here's a fun fact, everyone. The Metropolitan Police in London, and this is hot off the press this morning from the BBC, the Metropolitan Police use facial recognition to identify suspects. It had in nineteen, sorry, in two thousand and twenty twenty one, the success rate of that technology in London. Get ready for this, was three percent. It was a ninety seven percent failure rate. So why have it? so prevalently well it shows that the technology is in its infant stages as you and the listeners may or may not know i had a uh if i said traumatic event a few weeks ago with the with a particular bank that would be an understatement it com- they froze my accounts i was absolutely rat shit and i'm thinking imagine if they're using facial recognition at an airport you come up on their system their faulty system as a potential suspect, whatever, and you are not allowed on that flight and you are heading to a wedding in Europe for your daughter. Can you imagine, Paul, you can't go, your partner, your spouse, your wife, your your kids, maybe they will decide, look, someone has to go there as a representative. You're fucked. You stay here. Who do you complain to? You know, when I had the problem with this bank, with my cards being frozen, it was so frustrating. It lasted about a week, and I had no one to get in touch with. There was no one that could actually explain to me. And when I did get onto a particular section with the inner sanctum of this particular bank, they felt it was their sort of... They they said to me, well, we, we don't have to explain anything to you. Can you imagine that happening with facial recognition on a big scale? It's It's absolutely frightening and people go well you know if you've done nothing wrong you know what's the problem but can you imagine if I said to someone that is happy with facial recognition going into these stores I'd like to take you aside and I'd like to photograph you and fingerprint you there'd be an outcry yeah 
I mean, the police, when they fingerprint you and photograph you, they don't, that's, that's enshrined in law. You have to be arrested, taken into custody, and go through that process. But walking into a department store, so my strong, and you can tell by the way I'm ranting, my gut, strong gut feeling is that this is all going to be used down the track simply for sales. You will walk into a department store, they will have profiled you as to what aisles you've already shopped in. It's a mathematical algorithm. They'll know that you go to a particular and they will be able to create some sort of very specific ads to that sort of stuff that they know you're going to buy. And they can also use it, because I really have been thinking about this a fair bit, they can use it to decide basic things like what aisles people don't go into. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's fascinating. Uh, Well, I actually was... (laughs) Because someone had sent me this story a little earlier and I hadn't actually gone into it, but um, this is regarding facial recognition technology in Bunnings, Kmart, and The Good Guys. That's the three, yeah. Great. Okay, so I'll read from this piece. This is off of ABC News. You probably don't know it, but you might be leaving something behind when you leave it... When you shop at some of Australia's largest retailers, your face. I mean, that's horrific. Consumer Group Choice is referring Kmart, Bunnings and the Good Guys to the Office of the Australian Information Commissioner to investigate potential breaches of the Privacy Act over the use of facial recognition technology. The organisation probed 25 of Australia's most trusted retailers, that's in quotes, and found Kmart, Bunnings and the Good Guys were, and I quote, capturing the biometric data of their customers. Choice also surveyed more than 1,000 customers between March and April this year as part of their investigation. Choice consumer advocate Kate Bauer said the use of facial recognition 
was completely inappropriate and unnecessary. To make matters worse, we found 76% of Australians aren't aware that retailers are capturing their unique facial features in this way. Using facial recognition technology in this way is similar to Kmart, Bunnies, or the good guys collecting your fingerprints or DNA every time you shop. Businesses use invasive technologies to capture their customers' sensitive biometric information. It's unethical and is a sure way to erode customer trust. So they create a kind of face print, right? Mm. And I was uh, doing the self-checkout aisle in Woolworths yesterday, and now at the self-checkout, next, you know, you're looking at the kind of screen and next to where the prices are going through and all your items, there is a small screen showing you your face. Now, I've been thinking about just keeping my mask on mm. in the shops for Me safety, too. but now I'm thinking of mm. wearing masks for... Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. In fact, I'm... The- Sorry, go on. Fuck, mate, I'm so... I just think as a society, and obviously there are going to be probably... I don't know what proportion of our listeners are going to be going, you know what, John, we don't really care, but mark my words, and I'm coming back to this and I say it ad nauseum, is that once you give away your liberty, you're fucked. Trust me, you don't get it back, okay? It's, It's so insidious. We have no concept. The world is changing. It's... And it's just not cool. I mean, you know, I find it really terrible to think that, you know, look, if I want to go out of my place today, walk down to the park, sit on a bench, go for a sort of a leisurely stroll, I don't want anyone to know where I am, what I'm doing. I like to be able to sit in anonymity, in peace, and just be. It's... It's absolutely horrific. And here's a fun fact for you and the listeners, Paul, that is so... God, it's so scary. And we all know, or I'll remind everyone, that Christine used to work in a library in Manly. That's a long time ago. Paul, did you know that they used to profile people and they can profile people at libraries as to the material they borrow? Did you know that? No. No. The, it's just so it's not it's not new how many people know that in the last probably 50 years books they've borrowed from the libraries have been not th- not the type of material that's being lent out it's who is borrowing that material well dad interestingly you've talked to us quite a bit about how it's unfortunate but as a police officer you do need to make snap decisions you need to basically do a degree of profiling on somebody based on what they're driving, mm. their appearance, where they're from, the way they're moving, the way they're talking. It helps you sort of, you know, in terms of law enforcement, it feels like it's an interesting, very sticky area to go because, yes, it will help, but also absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. Mm. And mm. there's no goddamn way that people won't use this but, the okay. wrong way. Good point, Paul. And here is... Here's the essence of this particular problem. It's information. Information is gold. It will be sold to a third party. That's a fact. Okay? The third party will use that information in ways that we can think about on this particular day in this year. Let's move forward two, three, five years' time. You can't imagine... You know, sometimes when I drive around Sydney, I I drive through an intersection on the northern beaches where now there's a 
massive underground tunnels. It's it's like a Meccano system on on methamphetamines in San Francisco now. It's like a sort of you've dropped a bowl of spaghetti on the road. And yet, when I was a young boy growing up on the northern beaches, there was a blinking light. Now, not many people are going to know what a blinking light is. It was a yellow and black sign that used to blink, obviously, and it was suspended above that intersection by by a series of wires. That was an indicator for people to at least be aware that this possibly was a relatively dangerous uh, sort of intersection and to slow down. Move forward to now. Have a look how things are progressing in our cities. And I just... I find it very disturbing and the reason I haven't mentioned the makeup of the panel on the the drum last night is that I think people and possibly you too Paul will be somewhat surprised as to some of the the guests that I I love I, the panel last night were just they were brilliant um, but I was really surprised at some of their reactions and I don't think it's cool for for people to just say, she'll be right, mate. I think those days are, uh, are gone, and I think it's a folly. Again, it's very difficult. I'm, I'm treading a tightrope because I don't want to be... I don't want to come across as someone that, you know, is thinking all these sort of dark thoughts. But I have been in an organisation that that relied on, on in, very, very personal information. Yeah, and I think um, to use that dreadful expression, once the cat's out of the bag, it's uh, it's difficult to put it back. And and a, and a classic example, I refer to China. Fact: they have got so many cameras monitoring. It's just, it's scary, and and these systems are not infallible, particularly in their infant stages. During the protests in Hong Kong, and God, I wish the Hong Kong stuff had gone a different way. God, I wish it had gone a different way. I wish they hadn't done what they did. But during the protests, a lot of the um, the activists over there were using face paint arranged in specific ways to throw off facial recognition. So basically, there are different shapes you can paint on your face to completely bamboozle facial recognition software. So next time you're at Aldi... If they have a sale on face paint, pick some up. Anyway, thanks for listening to another episode of Loose Units, Loose Ends. We're going to be back on Tuesday morning with a brand new episode of Loose Units, The Shadow Files. Dad, The Shadow Files has fast become, I think, my favorite season of this show. I'm absolutely loving it. It's amazing walking through some of these iconic crimes from Australia's true crime history and finding out the ways in which we are all a lot closer to these things than we thought we were, mm, and inc- inclu- including you. Mm. So don't forget to head across uh, to Apple Podcasts. If you haven't already, leave us a rating and a review. Go across to our Facebook page and check in with us at facebook.com forward slash loose units. Have a brilliant weekend, everyone. Go the blues, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Paul, Paul who yep. are the blues? Carlton, Dad. Never heard of them. You have heard of them. I talk about them. Oh, it's all a suburb the time. in Melbourne. It's the it's the greatest football team in history. Mm. Paul, uh, I did say to you that yes. uh, Christine and I would love to come to a game with you and Tegan. Yep, it's going to happen. So, at some point in the future, we're going to so let's record. A, you know what? Let's record a loose ends at a game. Paul, you're an ideas person. Done and done. Love your work. Bye. Bye. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.